0: Section 45 of The Life of Mozart, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Life of Mozart, Volume 1, by Otto Jan. Translated by Pauline D. Towson and others. Section 45. After his return to Mannheim, he devoted almost his whole time to the Weber's, and to the musical education of their gifted daughter. He studied with her all the songs which he had brought, and begged his father to send him from Salzburg an aria cantabile, cadenzas, and anything else suitable. Then he procured her an opportunity of being heard. He writes, February 14, 1778, "'Yesterday Kanovic gave a concert.' and everything performed, except the first symphony by Kahnabek himself, was mine. Mademoiselle Rose played my concerto in B-flat, Gershel 238. Then, by way of a change, Herr Rahm played, for the fifth time, my oboe concerto for Ferlandi, which has made a great sensation here. Ram makes it his Cheval de bataille Afterwards, Mademoiselle Weber sang Damici's Aria de Bravura, quite charmingly. Then I played my old concerto in D, Kirchell 175, because it is such a favorite here. Then I improvised for half an hour, and afterwards Mademoiselle Weber sang, with great applause, Pato Maffretto, Lucia Cilia, Kirchell 135. My overture to the Re Pastore was the finale. He had the satisfaction of hearing from Raff, who, certainly never flatters when asked his true opinion, she sang like a professor, not a learner. As an expression of his feelings for Lucia, Wolfgang composed the song, Kertl 294, which comes more direct from his heart than any other of his compositions. February 28, 1778 I have taken the aria, Non so don devine, etc., as an exercise in composition, just because it has been so beautifully done by Bach. "'because I know and admire his rendering so much "'that it is always in my ears. "'I wanted to try whether, in spite of this, "'I could not write a song which should not be like Bach's. "'It is not at all, not in the least like. "'I intended the song for Raff at first, "'but the beginning was too high, "'and it pleased me too much to be altered. "'Besides, the instrumentation seemed to make it more fitted for a soprano. "'I therefore decided to write the song for Mademoiselle Weber.' i laid it aside and set to work on se alabro for Raff, but it was of no use i could write nothing else while the first song was in my head so i finished it and set myself to make it exactly suited to mademoiselle weber it is an andante sostenuto followed by a short recitative in the middle comes a second part nel seno ad astrami. then again the sostenuto when it was finished i said to mademoiselle weber learn the song for yourself sing it according to your own taste then let me hear it and i will tell you candidly what pleases me and what does not please me in two days she sang it to me and accompanied herself i was obliged to acknowledge that she sang it as well as i could wish and just as i would have had it done it is the best song which she has and will gain her applause wherever she sings it this assertion was justified at a concert given by kanebeck at which rose kanebeck mademoiselle Weber and mademoiselle peron serrarius after three rehearsals played the concerto for three claviers very well mademoiselle sang two of my songs el tranquillo from the re pastore Kirchell 208 and the new one non so donde vine the dear creature did herself and me infinite honor everyone said that she surpassed herself in this song she sang it just as it should be sung kahnabick called out aloud when it was finished bravo bravissimo maestro veramente scritta la maestro this was the first time i had heard it with the instruments i wish you could have heard it as it was sung then with such accuracy of taste such piano and forte who knows you may hear it yet i hope so the orchestra have not left off yet praising and talking of the song and he himself cannot leave off talking of it i do certainly wish you could hear my new song sung by her i say by her for it is just made for her you who know what is meant by singing with portamento would find rare satisfaction in her singing of it he proceeds to beg his father not to allow the song which he sends him to be sung by any one else since it was written only for mademoiselle weber and fits her like a garment in truth this song is very beautiful the simple and natural expression of what he felt and wished to imply to the singer original in form and treatment. Strikingly original are the short violin passages between the phrases of the recitatif. The chief movement is adagio, cantabile throughout, in its calm, steady progress beautifully expressive of alternate doubt and resolution. A very effective contrast is formed by the animated allegro agitato, which leads back to the adagio in an unexpected but charming manner. The adagio is not simply repeated, but the important points are accentuated, partly by the harmonic treatment, partly by stronger emphasis, and the grouping and connection are varied. The loving care of the composer is displayed again in his management of the orchestra. The stringed instruments are accurate in detail, and written with a view to effect. For instance, when the voice in its highest, sharpest tones is accompanied by the violins in a far lower position, the effect is excellent. The second violin part is well thought out and the accompaniment rich without being overpowering, as wind instruments, the flutes, clarinets, horns, and bassoons, are so combined as to give intensity and brilliancy to the coloring of the whole. They are employed with a full mastery of effect, either alone or in varied combination. The following is the original situation in Metastasio's Olympiad. Glystenes, king of Sion, has doomed to death an unknown youth, as afterwards appears his son, because he has attempted to assassinate him but in the act of delivering him to death he feels himself wonderfully moved by the aspect of the youth and turns to his confidant with the words "Alcandro, lo confesso stupisco di me stesso il voto il cligo la voce di costui nel cor mi desta un palpito improviso ce lo risenti in ogni fibra e Fra tutti i miei pensieri la cangion ne ricerco e non la trovo ce sarà, gusti dei questo c'io ci provo non si d'onde vine quel tenero affetto quel moto c'è ignoto mi nasce nel petto quel gel che la vine scorrendo mi va n'el seno a Destarmi si fiereri contraste non paramice basti lo sol da pieta mozart describes graphically how the voice and singing of mademoiselle weber floated before him and inspired his composition but he does not tell us how mustacio's words released from their dramatic connection became the soliloquy of a young heart feeling with amazement the first stirrings of love and scarcely venturing to realize the depth and intensity of its passion. For pity is assuredly not enough to excite such expressions of emotion. This was the condition of his own heart, and what he felt himself that he also placed in the heart of his beloved, and, being an artist, on her lips, certainly without analyzing his feelings or hers. The song expresses purely and beautifully the emotions of a maiden who stands in doubt and perplexity at the innocent impulses of her heart, INCOMPREHENSIBLE EVEN TO HERSELF, BUT HER BUDDING INCLINATION HAS NOT YET BECOME A DOMINANT PASSION, AND SHE FEELS THAT SHE STANDS AT THE TURNING POINT OF HER WHOLE EXISTENCE. THERE REPOSES, THEREFORE, ON THE WHOLE SONG THE CALMNESS AND PURITY OF INNOCENCE, TOGETHER WITH INTENSE WARMTH AND DEEP AGITATION, AND MOZART HAS lent TO THESE EMOTIONS THE INEXPRESSIBLE CHARM OF MELODY. THE CHARM IS NOT BROKEN BY THE OCCURRENCE OF SHARPER DISCORDS THAN ARE USUAL WITH MOZART but they are both appropriately placed, and in full harmony with the tone of the whole. The song is a favorable indication of the powers of the singer. The style is simple and sustained throughout, varied by original and expressive embellishments, and at the close by a couple of quick runs going up to... It excites no small astonishment to find such capabilities of voice, execution, and delivery in a girl of fifteen. Mozart composed the same song again for the bass-singer Fischer in March 1787. 512. The construction of the song is, as the words require, the same, but the treatment is as different as possible. This time the true sense of the dramatic situation is grasped. A man, a ruler, who has a long life's experience behind him, feels his strong mind moved to a tenderness which he cannot understand, and which therefore troubles him. He seeks to resist it but falls ever again under its irresistible sway. The sense of surprise and passionate resistance is powerfully rendered, and many passages, Quel gel che sorrendo la vine mi va, for instance, are of wonderful power and beauty. In fact, the song presupposes the union of strength and softness, flexibility of voice, and cultivated delivery, which existed to perfection in Fisher. It might be said as truly of him as of Mademoiselle Weber, that the song fitted him like a garment. Mozart's change of determination with regard to the Parisian journey is easily explained by the light of his love for Mademoiselle Weber, though he was far from acknowledging this, even to himself. No doubt he was sincere in writing to his father, February 4, 1778, It is out of the question for me to travel with a man who leads a life of which the youngest among us would be ashamed, and the thought of assisting a poor family without doing harm to myself pleases me to the very depths of my soul he longed ardently to liberate the weber family from their trying position but love for his alicia was the most powerful although the secret motive the direction of his thoughts may be gathered from his remarks on the wealthy marriage made by his friend herr von scheidenhofen february seventh seventeen seventy eight it is a mercenary marriage and nothing further i could not marry in that way I should like to make my wife happy, and not expect to make my fortune through her. So I will let it alone for the present, and enjoy my freedom, until I can afford to support a wife and family. It was necessary for Herr von Scheidenhofen to choose a rich wife for the sake of his title. The nobility can never marry from inclination or love, but only from interest and various considerations. It would not become such high personages to love their wives when once they have brought into the world a fat little son and heir. But we poor common folk, not only may we take a wife whom we love and who loves us but we ought can and will take such a one for we are not nobly born autocratic or rich but lowly mean and poor and so not needing a rich wife our wealth dies with us for it is in our brains and no one can take it from us unless he cut off our head and then we should not want anything more the father must have shaken his head at this diatribe wolfgang's wish at least to live in the neighbourhood of alicia until he could call her his own was joined to his irresistible impulse to compose operas in order to attain both these ends he had conceived a project which would he supposed be of equal advantage to her family and his own the webers were quite ready to fall in with what was clearly to their advantage and it only remained to obtain the consent of wolfgang's father to his remaining in mannheim and completing the compositions he had undertaken at the same time, Herr Weber will be exerting himself to get concert engagements for himself and me. We shall travel together, too. Traveling with him will be just the same as traveling with you. In fact, the reason I like him so much is that, excepting in appearance, he resembles you entirely. His temper and turn of mind are identical with yours. If my mother were not, as you know, adverse to much writing, she would say the same thing. I must acknowledge that I enjoyed traveling with the Weber's. We were happy together and merry and i had the satisfaction of conversing with a man like yourself i had no need to trouble myself about anything if anything was torn i found it mended in fact i was treated like a prince this oppressed family has become so dear to me that it is my greatest wish to make them happy which is perhaps in my power my advice is that they should go to italy you would be doing me a great favour if you would write as soon as possible to our good friend Lugiati and inquire from him as to what is the greatest sum paid to a prima donna in verona the higher the better for it is easy to lower one's terms and perhaps she could get a better engagement afterwards in venice i will stake my life on her singing and i know that she does me honour she has profited much in my instruction even in this short time and i have not much doubt as to her acting powers if all this takes place we that is monsieur weber his two daughters and i shall have the honor of paying a passing visit in a fortnight or so to my dear father and my dear sister and my sister will find a friend and companion she enjoys the same reputation here on account of her good bringing up as my sister does in salzburg her father is respected as mine is and the whole family is like the mozart family this arouses envy in the same way of course but when it comes to the point the most envious are obliged to speak the truth honesty is the best policy I cannot tell you how pleased I should be to bring them to Salzburg, only that you might hear her. She sings my songs written for De Amicus, the bravura songs, as well as Pato Meffretto and Dalla Sponda Taborosa, quite superbly. I beg that you will do your best to help us to go to Italy. You know my greatest ambition to write operas. I would gladly write an opera for thirty sequins at Verona that she might gain reputation by it, for if I had not written it i fear she would be sacrificed in the meantime i shall make so much money by the expeditions i shall make with them that i shall not be in any way injured i think we shall go to switzerland perhaps also to holland write to me soon about it if it all comes to pass the other daughter who was the elder will be very useful for she cooks well and we can keep house for ourselves i only beg you not to delay answering me do not forget my wish to write operas i am jealous of every one who writes one i would weep for vexation when i hear or see an aria but italian not german sararia, not buffa now i have laid open my whole heart to you and my mother is quite of my way of thinking i kiss your hand a thousand times and am till death your obedient son in a later letter he repeats his pressing request february fourteenth seventeen seventy eight I earnestly entreat you to do what you can for Weber. I have a success very much at heart, a man and his wife, five children, and an income of 450 florins. Remember my request to go to Italy, and also about myself. You know my ambition and my passion. I hope it will all go right. I put my trust in God, and he will not forsake me. Now farewell, and do not forget my earnest petition and recommendation. End of section 45 Recording by Todd